Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello, everybody. We're back with our 25th episode of the Miller Oddcast. I continue to be Mark McKee, Managing Editor of the Missouri Review, and I'm pleased to be here with you now in the 4,000th Tuesday to take place in the last two years. We've got a treat today. We've been away for a bit on hiatus, but we're roaring back in a quiet way with a bit about the gap. Marissa Castrino lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, where she's an MFA candidate in creative nonfiction. She reads for Echo Tone magazine, and serves as a contributing editor at Shenandoah. Her work has appeared in Pank, Kissing Dynamite, Memoir Mixtapes, Eater New York, and others. Stay tuned after this sly bit of quirk for some talk about it with contest editor Bailey Boyd. But right now, get ready. Here's all my visits to The Gap in no particular order. All my visits to The Gap in no particular order by Marissa Castrino. When I walked into the Gap on Lexington Avenue, there was a larger-than-life billboard behind the cashier. Two women stood close, making eye contact while smiling. Clearly Gap pandering to the gaze, so of course, I immediately bought a short-sleeved button-down. It looks white, but if you look closely, it's slightly blue-gray and has very thin blue pinstripes. Great shirt. I got tons of compliments the first time I wore it. I came home one Thanksgiving during college, and my first stop was the Gap, as usual. There is a Gap in my hometown, which is a little funny for a place with only 40,000 people, but hey, it sells. I went for Black Friday and got a sweatshirt, which is super soft and has a giant hood. You'd never think of it, but having a larger-than-normal hood is actually a real luxury. Great design by the Gap, as usual. Recently, I needed to replace all my jeans, and luckily The Gap was having a big sale, and I was able to get four new pairs for about $40 each, not all in the same style. I really like their girlfriend jeans, although I would say all of their pants run big and not really true to size at all. When I started a new job, I needed to dress more conservatively, but wanted to keep my easygoing style. I had previously bought a pair of olive green khaki pants from Gap and was very happy with them, so I went and bought the same pants in navy and they are perfect. I lost that job but can still wear the pants now that I dress casually at work. Versatile and a great value. So I have been a huge Gap fan for many years now and I particularly love their jeans. Or should I say I particularly loved their jeans? When I last went into the store, I was told they discontinued the always skinny cut and instead carried a similar cut called true skinny. But I have to say the fit is not comparable at all. Too much fabric in the top around the zipper feels very weird. I am a woman, but I love the men's boxer briefs at the Gap. They are super soft and perfect for sleeping and they even make my butt look good. 
At first, my girlfriend teased me for the extra fabric in the front, but then even she started buying them and wearing them to sleep. The waistband isn't too tight, and they are super snuggly. We are not together anymore, but she still wears hers to sleep, as do I. Makes sense because the shorts are still awesome. There have been many times that I go into the Gap with no intention to buy anything, but lo and behold, their stuff is just so great I can't help myself. Last thing I can remember purchasing in this manner was a t-shirt with red flowers embroidered above the breast pocket area. There was no pocket, just the floral detail. The cut is fitted but not too tight. In fact, I am even wearing it in my recent employee headshot for our company website. Oftentimes, when I receive a compliment on my outfit, I can say lightly, thanks, everything I own is from the Gap. That elicits a laugh or a smile. Perhaps the person imagines my closet stuffed top to bottom with Gap items and the hyperbole amuses them, but it's pretty close to the truth. Also, I think people are surprised because maybe their expectations of the Gap are low. Well, if the person does think ill of the Gap, they're in a tricky spot now because they've just complimented my clothes. My family is very aware of my taste. Whenever I'm shopping with them and we happen by a gap, they practically walk in before I do. Last December, I found a very soft gray and white striped cotton pajama set that I liked, but I decided not to buy it. A few weeks later, my grandma gave me the exact set as a holiday gift. Not so sneaky, Gammy. My aesthetic could be described as normal. The Gap is great for me because they have items in plain, solid colors. Every so often I feel compelled to add some flavor to my wardrobe, so to speak. I once bought mid-rise corduroys in a color called Hula Red, which actually had a lot of orange in it. I wore them a few times, but it was hard to put together an outfit that worked. Then I lost a bunch of weight and couldn't wear the pants anymore. I wasn't too upset because I realized they might have been a little bit ugly. Nine times out of ten, I love something until I try it on, especially in a fitting room. The lighting at the store is always weirdly white, and it comes from the mirror in, like, fluorescent tubes. Makes my skin look especially gross and lumpy, even when I'm thin. I can't imagine that lighting flatters anyone. Not very smart of the retailers to design such disheartening fitting rooms. Anyway, the Gap usually has some overhead lighting too, so it's much better than other places, but I already knew that. Every year on the 4th of July, I wear an oversized white t-shirt with red stripes from the Gap. Then I pair it with something blue, often my overall shorts, which are not from the Gap but easily could be. Always works out great for the holiday. That shirt was actually gifted to me by a girl I dated in college. Even then, everyone knew I loved the Gap. Wow. Gap socks blow my socks off. Pun intended. Quality for price is perfect, and lots of solids and stripes to choose from. My favorite pair are navy and white striped with a beige accent at the ankle and the toe. I'll be back for more. No matter where I go, I can count on the Gap. Last year, on a trip to Los Angeles, I went to a shopping center and came upon the Gap there. The store was just like every other. White walls, fake birch, high ceilings, accessories sprinkled among the clothing displays, but clustered near the register. I bought five pairs of Gap Body underwear on sale just because it all felt so familiar, minus the desert air. It was only a matter of time until I got a Gap brand credit card. <laughs>
With 10% off Member Tuesdays, it really just made sense. Last month, the clerk gave me a discount even though there wasn't a sale advertised. We're at the age, my friends and I, where we're trying to figure out credit card deals, which ones have the best perks and such. I always tell people about my Chase Sapphire card and the travel bonuses, but never my Gap card. For one thing, they wouldn't care about earning Gap cash, and for another, it sometimes feels like I've taken things a bit far, you know? Hi, and welcome back to the Oddcast after our recent hiatus. We're still determining finalists for the 2021 Miller Prize, and we've got some real treats lined up for you over the next few weeks. Uh, But as for treats, why don't we talk about this treat that we just listened to from Marissa Castrino? All my visits to the Gap in no particular order. I'm joined once more by our contest editor, Bailey Boyd. Hi, Bailey. Hey there. So this piece, this sly bit of quirk, um, just rewards multiple listens, I find. As I was listening to it the first time, it was, it was difficult for me to kind of get into all the way, but the more I listened to it, the more it suggested this just much bigger world kind of like off to the side and that, that gap was kind of pacifying. I don't know, what were some, some of your initial thoughts? Yeah, I I loved this piece. I think also too, like you're saying that multiple listens can bring out different things. Um, I too was kind of finding new things to latch onto in different listens. But the thing that I think comes through for every listen for me um, is that I do find it extremely funny. I mean, even as as we were listening to it, you know, we were pausing and, and, and laughing and kind of connecting over that. And I think that comes through on every single listen. The things that kind of come through a little more deeply are and the things that I, I really like about it as an essay is the consistency of the, of the gap, right? And um, this almost sense of the gap being kind of this like life anchor when you know, relationship changes and job changes, you can always count on the gap. You can always count on its style and its value. Um, Mm -hmm. And that consistency was really endearing to me. Um, And yeah, I, each time I listen to it, I I really, I really like it more and more. And it's definitely a favorite of mine. There are these moments that happen towards the end. You can tell I suppose like the ends of paragraph, each one feels just like an entry, a different thought about the gap, you know? And when you come to the end of one of those, the kind of matter of factness of the voice and the tone, when it's something like uh, great style, great body, you know, I mean, like there's, there's something that's just like, it's so, it's so comforted and, and, and unashamed. I think I was thinking earlier, it's unashamed to kind of, embrace the calming, soothing features of, 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 of the gap palette. Oh, for sure. Um, you mentioned the word earnest in a previous conversation. And I think that, I think that describes it really well too. Just like what, if you, if you think, you know, if you have low expectations of the gap, like you're the one that's missing out clearly. Right. Like, um, and yeah, there's, there's that section where she's saying, if, whenever I have somebody compliment my, my outfit, I tell them, thanks. 
all my clothes are from the gap. And she said that, so they laugh. And I imagine that they imagine that, um, that you're, that there's a kind of an exaggeration. There's, there's something funny about the exaggeration of that. Imagining someone's closet, like, you know, floor to ceiling, just like gap, gap, a gap wardrobe. But then she kind of turns it on the, the observer. It's like, well, you just complimented me. So I guess that puts you in a tr- pretty tricky position. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I was thinking earlier too that um, that lines like that or um, other little funny lines that this this piece just really masters throughout. But um, it almost seems like the writing style has also adapted some of the aesthetic of of the gap, which I really loved. Um, the sock pun will always be a shining gem. In, in this piece for me, but but even smaller moments too, it seems so aware of the subject of the essay. Um, and so, yeah, I just think on so many different levels, this is so smart and funny. And, um, you know, each time I listen to it, it just makes me smile in addition to making me laugh, um, which is important. I mean, I, I, I wanna go back to the, the sock pun. Um, <laughs> Yes. Gap socks, knock my socks off. Pun intended. Intended. Uh, the kind of confidence that a writer has to have to write the words pun intended down are just otherworldly. <laughs> like uh, it's just it's a real it's a real mark of kind of confidence in, in your writing and, and in your voice, which is great. And I'd, I I want to think a little bit more about how it's the voice is earnest. I think that that's true, but I don't mean that to see that to seem simple um, because it's, it's embracing so much. It's like, I like a sock pun <laughs> and, I, and I like the gap and my family knows it. And like, she's, she has this other moment where she's describing the, you know, how unpleasant it is that, that fitting rooms and their, their lighting schemes are. And then she's like, but the gap often has an overhead light and then finishes with like, of course, I already knew that. It's like, because uh, the gap is your church and, and you, and you frequent it. The gap has thought of everything and it mm-hmm. always will. That's the sense I get. Um, right. And there's when there's a relationship and there's a, a, a reference to wearing kind of men's boxer briefs and how comfortable, comfortable they are. Even her girlfriend is convinced that that relationship doesn't exist anymore, but she still wears them to sleep in. No surprise. Like my faith in the gap has been rewarded once again and someone else has benefited from that faith. Yeah. And that's, that's yet another example of almost, yeah, converting someone to, to the gap following. Um, And yet, and yet an acolyte of the gap, perhaps. But no, but not somebody who's completely gone over the edge, and which is kind of makes for a really great conclusion. Oh right, there's there's definitely a line. Um, there's there's definitely a sense of talking about the credit card would would just absolutely be be too far. Right. So <laughs> stick with the sapphire chase yes. for all credit card related conversations. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that's really, it's really in keeping with the rest of the piece. Um, you know, she's professing the gap, and she, but she's not doing it in a way that's meant to kind of commandeer anybody else's. She's just like, this is me. This is what I know. Great on its own. Yeah. This, this is what I know to be true. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, too, just that, that ongoing truth or that familiarity or the home or the comfort, right? Like there's definitely humor and wit, um, but also it's not just humor and wit. Like there's actually um, this deeper layer there that I, I think is really poignant for sure. I think that that grows more pronounced with each listen too. I agree. And I think that means we can get out of the way so um, everybody can replay Marissa Castrino's All My Visits to, Gap, to the Gap in No Particular Order. Yeah, I hope you all will. All right. Are you going to wave at the camera, Bailey? I'm definitely going to wave at the camera. She's waving at the camera, and that means that we're out of here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next see you time. Thanks for being with us on the Miller Oddcast number 25, featuring all my visits to the Gap in no particular order from Marissa Costrino. Stay tuned for Miller Oddcast number 26, coming soon. Thanks also to Missouri Review Contest editor Bailey Boyd and to Patricia Miller for her generous support for the Miller Audio Prize. Finally, TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Subscribe or submit your work today, and especially now. The 2021 Jeffrey E. Smith Editor's Prize, where you can win $5,000 in poetry or nonfiction or fiction, is open now. Head to our website for details. MissouriReview.com Peace!